I don't, I don't know what kind of abject professional you think you are. Don't, don't you worry about it. But that is not. This thing only has 200, 140 calories. That's not as bad as I thought it was. What, the rock star? Mm-hmm. Let's show. You didn't start yours yet? Mm-hmm. You're going to be up all freaking night. Yep. Intend on doing 18 podcasts, friend. 18? Not me. Not me. Oh, we know. We know. Shut up. God, what the... F- <laughs> the hell was that? It was like... It was cold and touching my hand. Stop it. Look, man. I'm just waiting on you, little bud. Little buddy. Hey, little guy. Hey, little guy. Or we're going to have dramatic pauses in between each one. <gasps> Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Share with your friends. <laughs> and you, you read it next week. week. Hey, folks. Welcome to Culture Jack. You're here with Dustin and Anthony. Today on the show, we're talking about a time, a time before the internet. Uh, Remember, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe and share it with your pals. So, get your headphones on, you're about to get jacked. All right, like you said, we're going to talk about a time before the internet, but before we do that, uh, we're going to check in uh, with our good friend Anthony and see what little nugget of information, what article he has found on the internet. So, uh, Anthony, what'd you, what'd you find? We are visiting a site called The Switch, where they have an article on Amazon issuing patents for delivery drones. Okay. Uh, so, I don't have an exact date on the article because it doesn't give an exact date, but essentially everybody has heard by now Amazon was venturing into drone delivery, right? It's the future, man, yeah. Um, So Amazon has granted a new patent uh, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to to have the delivery drone that can respond to human gestures. The concept is part of Amazon's goal to develop a fleet of unmanned drones, obviously to get delivered 30 minutes or less. Or, get or, off my lawn, right, drones! Or, fake, shake your fist at the air. Yeah, so depending on the person's gestures, a welcoming thumbs up, shouting, or frantic arms waving, the drone can adjust its behavior according to the patent. <laughs> what the yeah. hell? <laughs> yeah, the, That's cool. Yeah, so the machine could release the package it's carrying... Alter its flight path to avoid crashing, ask humans a question, or abort the delivery, the patent says. So it goes into... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it goes into a bunch of other gestures and all this other... But, so that's pretty crazy, right? Check this out. Hold on. It gets a little goofier. Since announcing its plans to develop an on... Or the air delivery service... Um, Amazon has applied for several ambitious patents that include the use of giant airships to serve as mobile flying warehouses. And this, this is the no, coolest no, no, thing I've ever heard of in my life. Hold on, there's the last one is designs for drones to self destruct during emergencies. What? So you're telling me, what, I mean, what emergency would dictate an emergency? An emergency self-destruct. 
Do, do they give any examples? Oh, like, well, no, it does not. But and this is only for patents. But it's I like mean, a, like a drone. Yeah, like if someone was trying to screw with it, you know, it like kills itself. Not, and I would imagine it's not like exploding or anything. But I like, wish it, it was. like it fries the memory in it and stuff, so it's a useless drone, which would make sense. So people aren't trying to catch them to hey, I can just reprogram the drone and it's mine. Uh huh. So something like that, like it fries whatever processor it has in it or whatever so this is straight out of star wars kind of like destroyer it's this step the it's, fleet it's, the, it's the first step it's in little like, tie fighters coming out yeah delivering your the packages mobile airship that's blocking the sun from did you house. did you say while you were reading off that information that it's it'll stop and ask human for directions, or did I make that up in my mind? No, no, it did say that. According to the patent, here's some more information: include an array of sensors, including a depth sensor and cameras to detect visible infrared and ultraviolet light. The drones would be able to recognize hand and body gestures, human voices, and mute uh, movement, such as a person walking closer to the drone or away from it. But yes, it would ask one of the. Under the patent, one of the things it would like to do is is ask for directions and talk with, interact with humans. That's crazy. I mean, you'd think that it would have it under, like, the Google Google Maps or whatever thing there as well. Well, yeah, but what if it goes to your house, you answer the door, and it's like a certified drop? Is Dustin home? You know, ask you that, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm Dustin. And then it, like, scans you or whatever, and you're like, okay. Gets my thumbprint, and I take okay. my package. Okay, we'll let you have this thing. How does that make you feel? I think it's freaking awesome. I mean, I'm, I it'll be it'll be forever until we get that kind of technology in Alaska. And how long are these giant Amazon warships going to be able to stay in the sky? Yeah, these are these were only the patents that they were trying to put out there because obviously if they troll and get all these patents pooled together. Then they're they're kind of the market share. And in twenty forty, they can have their giant Amazon warships. Well, right, but if they're they're yeah, I mean ultimately, if they they keep hold of the patents for as long as they can, then God forbid their competition try to come up with a. <laughs> this is the craziest a mobile thing. flying warehouse. Like they <laughs> that little drones go into to grab packages for thirty minute delivery. I mean that's crazy. It's just like I, I just I'm just picturing this. This dystopian future where over over destroyed cities, the Amazon warship comes into the tent. It's just like, all oh, little drones are flying. Hide, in and out of hide! Them. It's the Amazon warship. <laughs> They've gained self consciousness. Yeah, that would be the Bezos army. Yeah, the 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 Bezos. Uh, well, I mean, they would have already uh, killed him and. And taking no way, his... it would have been recreated as a robot, dude. Well, yeah, no. Have you? There's a there's a Netflix cartoon called Next Gen AI or something or Next Gen, and that is the exact plot of Next Gen. So, uh, watch it, and you will know exactly what's going to happen with with so, Amazon. So, but what do you think of this thing overall? I think that's cool. I think Amazon is aiming to take over, aiming to take over the world. Um, I. I think it's not a coincidence that they are uh, looking to perfect this AI technology. I think it's not a coincidence that they're looking to build large flying warships that can maintain altitude for several days or weeks or months. Again, I probably just made that up in my mind. But um, 
I don't think it's a I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's they're getting ready for a takeover, man. As they bring your Mattel but and there's your nothing, soaps. Well, they're not, what are they taking over? Well, nothing yet. This it's a great delivery system for packages or less but it also could be a great delivery system for napalm man well sure but just think about that 30 minutes or less that's badass dude is that not badass you need to be badass i I mean i'm just saying you need something how big are these freaking warehouses gonna be it doesn't it's a humongous ass square flying smiley face (laughs) <laughs> that has a bunch of ports on the side for the little drones to fly in and grab your stuff. I don't know. It does. It says nothing about it, man. I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, they're far from proof of concept for the big, the 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 big mothership. Well, they are delivering currently with drones, right? I don't know if they're actively because I know they had a bunch of FAA issues and I know they did tests and all of that stuff, but there was some FAA issues. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so that pretty much wraps that article up. That that's uh, it's a pretty interesting thing to think about. It's a pretty uh, interesting thing to uh, be absolutely terrified about. But we're going to get into the main part of the show now. And for the main part of the show uh, today, like we said, we're talking about a time before the internet. Now, both of your your beautiful hosts here, uh, they grew up before the internet or they they as the internet was conceived and put into play they were there especially for yeah i mean so what we're predominantly going to focus on is as internet or pre-internet being consumed at the home level the home user level right and we're going to talk about a lot of the things that we grew up doing and what life was kind of like as you were saying that it actually kind of as you were doing the little intro to that for some reason fallout came to my mind (laughs) i don't know why i I think part of it was just because it's like before the internet it was like we lived in this uh post-apocalyptic world with no connectivity you know yeah well it was the dark ages well it kind of was you know because just to start it off just talking about communication man Think about think about the way we used to communicate. There was no email. No. There was no no messenger. No texting. No no texting. That was a technology that developed after after the interweb inception of the uh, internet. Um, there was no no chat rooms. No. Never had any chat rooms. I. No I was, online. No video game talking. Yeah, no, no. You you played video games with the people in your in your neighborhood exclusively. It, it, well, in your house, you weren't playing. You know, up up the street. You, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. You you were. Everything was like there, right? So like, calling you, hey, let's go. You know, let's go do this thing. It was done by a telephone, and like that was it, man. If I called, you weren't there. <laughs> I'd better try later. Yeah, communication before the internet. Well, I mean, you only communicated with your your immediate circle of friends and family. I mean, or, you know. The randos in person. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, letters. 
you know. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> this, right. This sounds that's right. This sounds pen so pals, incredibly dude. long ago. Yeah. Yeah, pen pals. We'd man. have pen pals in school, and we wrote. We you would hand write a letter, and you'd it'd get shipped off to wherever, and then you'd get some pen pal, and they'd write you back, and you wrote that. That's right. And being in Alaska. It's such incredible misinformation mm-hmm. about Alaska. Every pen pal that we had thought was, that we lived in an igloo, thought that we had a polar bear as a as a pet or a friend. And we uh, mushed everywhere. With yeah, we dogs had a dog and, team, yeah. uh, a, a sled dog team. That's so crazy. So, I mean, that's just basic information. And as speaking of information, you couldn't just go on to Google and find the answer to any question that you had. Where did you Where did you find your information where did you find uh any any knowledge that you i'm gonna as tell a little, you well 10 year old kid uh, had well, uh, well i'll tell you you know most of my knowledge was fed from bullshit <laughs> it was misinformation <laughs> from people that that just had no idea could convince you they were telling telling well you no i mean at the time i was naive i was gullible you know i mean so shit back then did you, you one could, could make the argument tall for tales today. were often told right i mean they really were so uh there there's a lot of that i mean you, you had a lot of trust you had to because like shit to what what resource would you pull to disprove Whatever it is, it doesn't sound, it doesn't quite sound right. But I'll tell you what I would I would go back if you and I had a disagreement and I said you are factually incorrect, sir. Allow me to prove you wrong. I would return to my house, go into uh, my father's study. He didn't have a study. What am I talking about? The living room to the bookcase, and I would get onto the Encyclopedia Britannica set, and I would prove you wrong, sir, by looking up that. Yeah, but the encyclopedia only had so much. Yeah, I know, but I could so tell you about you sheep every, in Ireland. Yeah, but did you have every, like every series? We had of, a set. We had oh, a set A, oh, a through Z. Jesus, I mean that's a pretty pretty uh, thorough knowledge set. Yeah, I mean a lot of it. I remember being as a kid was going to the school library, dude. The du- like, old you, Dewey if, Decimal if, System. If you, well, if you wanted to learn, man, if you wanted outside of uh, your the education you were getting from school. Or the education from friends and family. I mean, like, you went to the library and were like, hey, I want to learn about this thing. And then you'd go find that book on it. Or, well, but it, it was also the same way that, like, you read a lot. Like, as a kid, I read quite a bit, right? Yeah. Quite a bit of books because, you know, you had VHS tapes. You had uh, cassette tapes going into the a, st- in the stereo. That was a weird segue from reading. <laughs> You're like, I read a lot on VHS. <laughs> No, well, no, no. I mean, you know what I mean, though? So, I mean, everything was very was very kind of analog. Like, you had to go to it. It wasn't coming sure. to you. I mean, I, which was a pretty big transition, obviously, with the, with the Internet. Now it all comes to you. Yeah. So, I mean, like, literally, I would have to go to a – or go to a store, you know. I want the new Goosebumps book or I want this new whatever book. Well, in other media, too, like you talked about, you said cassettes, you said VHS, you know – we talked about video stores in the past. I mean, music stores were a thing. Everything that we get now, I mean, movies, music, games, you can get it's it like all digitally. Insta- in, almost instantly. Instantly. Uh, before, you would, you know, you'd, you'd hear, that, this, hear that a new album was coming out by yep. uh, Metallica or whoever. And Listen to this single on the radio, dude. And then you'd yep, go That out new and, song is badass. And then, yeah, you'd show up and go spend your money on this. 
the CD or the cassette, depending on which year you're talking to. Or you'd wait for it to come onto the radio and you'd record it on a cassette. You make your yeah. own mixtape. You cover. You you tape that little uh, hole in the back of the cassette or on the top. You had to tape that so you could dub over, dude. Oh, you're talking like old cassettes. I mean, you could you could buy blank cassettes though to do that, right? Yeah, but who had money for blank cassettes, dude? You're recording off the radio. Obviously, life isn't going <laughs> so good for you. When I was a kid, you'd, find, you'd like go find. I'd find my mom's. I'd be hopeful to find one of my mom's old crappy cassettes or my brothers or sisters had something. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Tape over Sorry, it. Sorry, Garth Brooks. <laughs> yep. You're out of here. Tape over it and be like, it's playing. <laughs> Quick, record. President of the United and States. Then, and then you're sitting there waiting for it to stop so you can hit it before the uh, next commercial or whatever. Before comes the on. DJ comes on. The but AC. it was the same, uh, similar, similar process for... Recording uh, with cassette or recording with VHS though too. Oh, recording movies. Yeah, yeah, television re- re- shows. Recording movies and and we, what's funny too, and I know we've taught we've referenced this and talked about this too, but man, when there was a show on, like dude, you couldn't miss the show because like you didn't know when you were ever going to see that shit again. Oh yeah, you know it, it didn't matter what show it was. It was like man, I have to watch this at five o'clock because like. Who knows if it'll ever come back on again, <laughs> or when it will come back? Because there was no, there was no digital service on your cable. There was no, you know. Do you remember the movie Street Fighter with Van Damme? Yeah, uh, it was an amazing movie when we were children. Bet it doesn't stand up today, uh, but I remember, <laughs> I remember me and my brothers watching Street Fighter. Hell, you might have been there too. Mm-hmm. But there was a scene at the end of the movie where all of the Street Fighter characters were standing next to neck and they were posing and Van Damme was flexing and Chun-Li was kicking and it was just like the whole group of them. We paused and and then, oh, no, that wasn't it. And then we'd play and rewind and we'd play. We'd pause again. Oh, no, that's not quite it yet either. And we found the perfect screenshot of that movie. We paused it and we each took turns taking pictures of the TV because it was such a cool, it was such a cool pose. Wow. Yeah, Raul Julio was in that movie too. He's the bad guy. Who? Raul Julia. Raul Julia. That was the end of that guy's career. What else was he in? Oh shoot, that's I'd have to look it up, man. He was big in the eighties and mm. in the early nineties, and he passed away in a couple of movies after that. After that movie, but it's so funny that it's so funny to. It's just so funny to think like that because technology is so integrated. The internet is is hooked to everything. That connectivity, that instant connection, is, is so relevant now. Uh, unlike when it was then, video games. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about video games. You know, the NES, Super NES, the N sixty four. I mean, like, dude, it, the 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 way that worked, at least for most of us, was. Toward the N64, you may or may not have had some type of magazine or, or whatever. Other than that, it was like word of mouth. You know what I mean? It would be flat word of mouth. And it would be like, hey, man, I got this game. Or I was at the store and I saw this game. And the other guy would get excited. And we, you were always hopeful that one of you ended up with it. And later on, uh, a little bit later on, you know, when the internet was around, but it wasn't as comprehensive as it was uh, or as it is today, um, like you said, there were the magazines that we could go to, you know, uh, the Electronic Gaming Monthly, uh, Game Game Pro, Nintendo Power, those sorts of things. Uh, but other than that, you know, you're right. It was just word of mouth for games. Which was exciting, though. I mean, I, I, I think that kind of brought 
more surprise and more excitement because in some cases, like, I remember buying some weird-ass games and renting them, too, because you could rent video games, uh, and not knowing anything about them. Mm-hmm. You know, to where now it is a freak show with trailers and and media and you know some of, a little bit of that mystery. I always, as a kid, it built up the excitement because it was like you know I don't really know shit. Parasite Eve was one of those games. Buying games at the store was sometimes an exercise at just going, hey, excuse me, can I see the can I see this game? That's right. I'd like to look at the they back. Unlock it. Yeah. I want to look at the back. Yeah. And you would make a game purchase. Based on the information on the back of the, the game, pictures you're like, "Well, this is a cool picture. Let me let's say, let's see the back. Yeah, what do you got behind the? What do you got behind the case let me, here? Let me read it. Look, look. I want to make an informed choice. That's, that's, <laughs> so I need to exactly. see the back of this game. Ooh, it's multiplayer. Good news. <laughs> yep. Good news. Multiplayer. Uh, you can play. You can play music on this one. That's kind of cool. Um, yep. later, of course. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, a couple good screenshots there. You know, this is the one for me, yep. you know? Sold. I don't want to be an uninformed shopper, brown, so here it is. Brown bag this one for me. I'm going home. <laughs> you, you look at four or five games and you pick the best one. Based on the back of the game, I would never do that today. I would never buy well, a you game. you don't have to. You don't have to, right. Like, like at all, but I'll tell you what, though. There was some fight. I felt like there was some fun, and there was some, some mystery with it, too, because... At that time, you know, I didn't get, at least I didn't get games very often until later on in life. Right. But, you know, the few games, if you fucked up, man, it was a fuck you, up. You bought some lemons from oh. games. But when you got a good one, man, what a good feeling. And oh, it you was. you tell me, like, man, I got this game, looked yep. at the back. You guys can trust me with all your game news. That's come to, it, that's come to exactly. me, I'll tell you what to get because I got this good one. <laughs> yeah, you become, you become uh, Jay Leno of the <laughs> late night gaming news. You would, too. <laughs> Uh, so that, that was a fun thing, but you know, a lot of that, I mean, that's how we found out that, you know, we talked about in the video store episode and, and a lot of it was, dude, you had to explore more. Like now you don't really explore shit. You explore the internet, but back then music was the same way, man. If you wanted, if you're like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I want to listen to something different, man. I mean, I remember buying CDs. It was like, I don't really know what this is. I know that. Or I read about it in one of the rock magazines or, or whatever magazines. They might have it dude, thrown in the genre for you. But. Right. And, and yeah, it'll be in the top ten new new rockers or whatever. And then you read about it or maybe there's a guest appearance by this other drummer or, or vocalist or whatever. And, you know, you're like, oh, screw it. Or Dustin told me about it. Dustin told me about this. And, you know, I heard one song he played. And, and, and then you go and do it. Um but man, it was just so, it was so real, you know, like you did the actual physical part of all of that shit. Like you had to research. I'm listening, man, I need to get some new music. What what are you listening to? And like you would ask three or four people. Some people had the little disc man or cassette player. They'd play music for you and shit. <laughs> and then you're like, damn, bro, I got to go to the store now. Oh, shoot. You can like playing music digitally now is awesome, right? Because yeah. it's instant. <laughs> well, one thing. You know, you remember you had the cassette player uh, in your in your car, and it it was hooked up to the cord that hooked up to your Walkman, and so hopefully you had some good anti-skip protection on your Walkman. You'd be driving down the road oh, for your discman, and for your discman, yeah. you, that'd be oh, you'd yeah. be skipping like a boss. Yeah, it would be. Oh, that's really funny. I haven't thought about that in a long it while. It would be. 
But think about though. I mean, like every one of these things we're talking about, and we haven't even gotten into like the full gamut of it on how um, how everything was very, very physical. Like you physically had to go do these things. You were not sitting in your chair googling. You were not because like everything we just said, you could literally buy one of each item in under like two minutes right now. Like if we raced, probably ninety seconds. Right. I want to buy a movie. I want to buy a cassette or a album from mm-hmm. someone. And I want to buy a video game. We could sit here and race and probably do all three in 90 seconds. 15 years ago, <laughs> that would have taken us probably a couple of days to complete well, those Well, and then tasks. where we were for CDs or cassettes, that was at least an hour-long trip one way. Well, they had way. that little place in Homer. Oh, did they? Yeah. So at was... least a half hour one way. Well, regard- it doesn't mean they had what you wanted. <clears throat> True. You know what I mean? Because uh, Eagle used to have that, too, or Cars or whatever it is. Now, too. They used to have a little tiny CD section. But if you wanted the good stuff, you go, where we oh, lived, yeah. Mammoth Music, four-hour drive one way. Yep. Well, yeah. Like you said, yep. 90 seconds today. We 90 seconds. Well, well, yeah, and you can do all the research right in your hand. Oh, gosh. Right? But uh, the, I don't know. I I kind of respect that we had to go through all the that, that laborious... <laughs> monstrosity because it was normal i mean for us it was normal it was the norm it was like i'm going to do this and it was off on that little adventure you went so speaking speaking of having things in your hand uh we were adolescent boys and so uh how about pornography well what'd you have to do for pornography no it's it's the same thing i feel like it's it's the same the same exact thing man it's not it's a little bit different because <laughs> it's, I mean, it's definitely it was laborious, uh, but it was different because uh, we weren't old enough, you know, as teenagers. So we'd have to get it from someone or somewhere. Right. I remember sneaking sneaking uh, a Playboy magazine away from my my cousin who parked a trailer at our house and then left. And we were like, "Oh man, what's in what's in here? What is this?" <laughs> You what made like a whole a whole thing. Oh yeah, me and my brothers like un, in the darkness of night. Uh, we, we were like, "What is in here?" And then oh, we found the, we found the playboy. Yeah, uh, for me it was having older brothers, two older brothers. You're like, check this out, little oh, man. Yeah, I mean that's what a lot a lot of that just you know just happened that way. It was just you know they were ahead a couple years both. You know, one was a couple of years ahead, and then we had one that was multiple years ahead of us. So, I mean, like, I got introduced to, to that, whether I liked it or not. And, and then it was, I wouldn't say it was, like, laying around. But, like, <laughs> but like you, you know. Walk into your house. No, it's no, just, just everywhere. No, it wasn't anything like that. But, I mean, it was a known thing. When you got older guy brothers, you have sure. stupid conversations every once in a while. Um, obviously now, but it's still the same, it's still the same concept though, though, to where it was still, you had to physically get it from somewhere to where now it's consumed at a rate that's like incredible. If you ever look that shit up, I mean, it's consumed so heavily now and there's a bunch of shit that's fucked with people because of it and the desensitization because it's like so available. (laughs) It's fucking weird, man. What about, what about news? I mean, news you can't consume like you do today. Today you can get on an internet site, same, yeah, and and consume any amount, any type, any any uh, any genre doesn't, yeah, yeah, it of, doesn't matter of news anywhere. Before, I mean, not that we were really interested in news at that at that age, no, but I, our parents 
Yeah, nightly, well, nightly well, news. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, five o'clock news every night. Uh, and one thing I did for a long time was like, dude, I used to love. Uh, not as a little kid. As a little kid, uh, I would sometimes read the uh, cartoons and shit out of the newspaper. But as a young adult, like I'd started reading the newspaper or sports sections because they also had uh, arts and entertainment, which would talk about albums and and movies and shit. I was shit. all about that comic section. Yeah, so I mean, like I would read into that stuff, but uh, I actually enjoyed the newspaper because it was a regularly... You know, well, we didn't have it delivered, but they would pick it up. The old my, daily my fish wrapper, eh? Yeah, my my parents would pick it up every once in a while, and you know, I'd be able to kind of skim through it. But no, I mean, you're right. That's how you'd find out what movies were playing too. That is, yeah, theater, local theater listings. Yep, find them in the. Now you just go. Oh, you know what? Let me tell you. Look, don't you point that oh, finger at me am, and smile because so big. Well, yeah, because as an adolescent, a thing I did a lot of, which was hilarious. I did this with my hand. <laughs> we already talked about that. Move on. Oh, we did. Oh, what? No, uh, I actually it does require you. It does require both hands. <laughs> Look, you don't have to be braggadocious just just because we're doing a podcast. Anyways, prank calling people. Shit. Oh, oh dude, you remember that? Flip it up the flip it open. No, I the don't remember book. that. I was a fucking good kid. You didn't do that to anybody? No. Are you kidding me? You taught me how to swear and pop my no, knuckles. No, don't say that. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. Oh, man, we used to prank call people like a boss. You probably prank called me. I probably did on numerous I was like, excuse me, sir, I am an upstanding <laughs> citizen. How dare you? No, man, and then, like, Jerky Boys came out. Because they were on the movie Jerky Boys. They did a bunch of phone. We ripped that shit off. We did a bunch of just stupid shit and then they uh came out with that thing called caller id and then you have to learn start what 67 or start 68 so you can block yep to call and you wouldn't get a call back oh man those are great times <laughs> i can recall a bunch of just goofy ass stupid you have some fun co- doing some prank calls huh oh uh, dude it was a riot man your refrigerator's running <laughs> you know and you better go catch it to- oh yeah dude i don't know if my fridge is running you know see i wonder oh. if kids do crank calls anymore I'm sure they do. Yeah, but Because like, everyone's got a cell phone. I mean, how easy is it to do a crank call now? Well, not that easy, because, like, if you get a private call, do you answer it? Yes. You do? Every I such answer every phone call. You are such a sucker, dude. I don't answer private calls. I don't... I'm not... Hello? Oh, this is... <laughs> this is Dustin. I, Dustin's I, phone. I put... <laughs> I put on my Batman voice. Hello. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Tell okay. me what the drugs are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, I remember prank phone calling people, man, and what a blast it was. But there was a lot of other things, too. As a kid, our summers, that all, all of our summers were spent outside, man. Like, we did not hang out inside unless it was a, the weather was shitty right you know i mean endless hours of bike riding endless hours of wandering through the woods which is extremely dangerous and don't do that today but back then (laughs) hours just hanging out in the woods like adventuring through for whatever reason uh walking around you had a trampoline so we spent endless hours on your trampoline we were all gymnasts oh yeah um it was just such a different. It was just such a different atmosphere, man. To where now, 
and I'm not going to say all kids because it's not true, but like to explain it, explain those values to this new generation. And part of us are at fault for that because, because, you know, it depends on how you manage your electronics, uh, the, the local culture and, and society or whatever, but it's, it's kind of weird that as a kid, I remember, I mean, we would, we would go into town and like, we'd see other kids riding their bikes. It was like this normal activity, you know, we're walking around It's summertime, man. It's, it's nice out, uh, doing fishing. And I, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, there was a lot more physical activity during, oh, there, yeah, during, was. during our days, uh, at least, uh, in our youth and, and into the latter part of our youth to where, not that the internet sucked it away again in self-choice, but, uh, it's definitely maybe the yin and yang effect. Well, it's it's made it easier to not, you know, to not do those to not do those things. Uh, I think I, as far as that goes, there's definitely like a real immediate loss, like you said, with uh, physical activity. Uh, you can't get that on the internet. <laughs> you can't yes. get physical activity. But as far as the other other stuff. I think it's our nostalgia talking to us, like going to try and find a CD or going to try and find a movie. Those uh, things that have been replaced by such a convenience thing as the internet today, well, I think of those as incredible time savers where, you know, maybe we didn't have to spend so long looking for that CD. We could have spent more time, you know, at the, at the park playing basketball playing that CD on the old boombox there or playing that cassette on the old well, boombox. If we well, didn't, well you know then, though, I mean? but I think you're... Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a hard one. Uh, that's a hard one to kind of spin now because it's like, are you outside playing basketball? Am I outside playing basketball? I'm like five foot two. That doesn't I don't play basketball. There's plenty of people that are five foot two and, and, and below. I don't play basketball. I dominate at basketball. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, though, that... I, I get your point totally do. I mean, obviously, at a convenience time, that's why it became what it did. I mean, if it was an inconvenience, purchasing shit on your phone would not be near what it is or on the computer or, or on any kind of electronic device. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, but it I don't think it pushes or drives people to want to go do physical activities. Um, and, and I agree with you. I mean, 20 years ago going and doing that again was natural for us it was how you did those things mm -hmm. now it's not that way um there there are times you know still as an adult where i like to do some of that stuff analog i like to go look for certain things um and i do just because not because it's a a time waster has really anything to do with time it's the actual activity because really like anything you want to look for, you can just go on Amazon and be like, "Found it!" Click. I'll just stay at home. You know what I mean? I don't. I, so I, I feel like there is some of that loss there. But the the point of this episode was more or less before the internet. It is before the internet. Do you think that there was there? You know, as as a child. Um, and, and now in having a child, it was their values lost. Do you think there's any values lost going from kind of that analog to this digital? No, I think it's just, it's just different. I, uh, I, 
I sometimes I feel that way, but then, you know, I make that that connection in my brain that you know I'm looking at the next generation. I'm looking at the ones that come after us, like the generation before us looked at us, and you know these damn kids. And I try my hardest to reconcile that feeling with. Uh, not wanting to be, you know, old man yells at sky sort of sort of thing, where I I don't shit all over. You're resenting the creation. All, all right? over, all over the next the next folks coming <laughs> right. up, you know. Uh, I I do I do miss some of that, and and I think I've said it in previous episodes. My kids aren't getting the same experiences that I got. A lot of the because of a lot of the technology that we have. But they're getting different experiences, and I think some of them can be just as good. It just depends on, you know, monitoring and, and uh, uh, with moderation, you know, everything everything as well. Yeah, so you're absolutely right, everything with moderation. But I will say that the character building that we got from pre-internet is something that I fear that the next generations won't have and their generations beyond them and so forth and so on. Until the EMP goes off. Until the EMP <laughs> goes off and then they're all wondering how to function without it. But regardless, uh, good times, good conversation. And great oldies. <laughs> it, it, it is oldies. It, actually, as we talked about this, uh, it was funny to really kind of think about some of those things that we used to do because a lot of it I forgot about. So... Let's uh, keep moving forward. What gadget do you have to bestow upon us? Okay, so this this time uh, it's really good because not only are we talking about the gadget, but I've ordered uh, us a pair of them. Uh, so <laughs> I got one for you. I got one for me. Uh, this, I, I found it on Engadget. <laughs> I found this one on Engadget and... It is a sex fit. Uh, so basically what it is, um, you know how you got like a Fitbit and you put it on your wrist and it measures how, how, uh, how far you go, how many steps you take, how many stairs you climb. Um, this is, it's like a pedometer, but it is for your penis. <laughs> It's called Sex Fit. Um, and so in this article, it, uh, it shows, uh, it's, it's talking about showing off a prototype activity tracker uh, and sex toy that goes on the gentleman's region. Um, it's, it also, not only is it a, like a pedometer where it tracks, you know, uh, thrusts in, thrusts out, but also... Okay, can you do me one favor and just like stop looking at me directly in the eyes as I talk about this? Just look away. Just look somewhere else. Look, look down. Are you are you feeling ashamed? <clears throat> no, I'm not feeling ashamed, and even less so because when I tell you about some of the some of the uh, features, some of the features on the old sex fit, um, not only is it like a, a technology, but it also is. It's a, it's a, it's a cock ring. <laughs> Gosh, as man. well so it traps blood and does all the normal things a cock ring does but it also tracks your movement um the thing is it's got a companion app you can download it for your phone ios and android and um you can just like you would with a fitbit you can compare stats 
And so that's why I got us each one uh, just in time for Christmas. It uh, it also vibrates. It enables you to set it at specific intervals. So it's 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 got all the bells and whistles. This is thing is fully fully loaded. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's the that's the sex fit. You can also share your stats on Facebook, uh, Twitter, any other social media that you have. Um, and how much does it cost? How much does it cost? Hold on. Whoa! I found myself on a really weird website looking for the. Uh, cost of this thing <laughs> okay so I'm not getting the cost of it but there's some related products uh, the super stretchy jelly vibrating cock ring for 654 <laughs> the vibrating metal ball reinforcement erection ring for 1848 uh, okay okay we're sex exercise oh for 23.37 all right so if I, I don't know how much it costs but look up sex fit um I I, I paid for it uh, I got them ordered um I got you the purple one I got myself the pink one um, so if you want to trade, like if you don't like that color, you can, I'll give you mine and you can give me yours. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, I, I got the, the bigger one. <laughs> I don't even. <clears throat> so what do you think of the, what do you think of the sex fit? I mean, are you excited to use it? Are you excited for it to be shipped to your house? Cause it's coming. It's on, it's on the way. <laughs> uh, let's see. How should, how should I respond to this? Um, Interesting gadget. What led you to that gadget is a little concerning. What do you mean, uh, what led me to that gadget? How you ended up finding that. Do you want to know how no, I ended I up don't. finding it? All right. No, I don't. Um, the other s- concerning element would be why you ordered me one. Uh, so we could compare stats, bro. <laughs> again, I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, <laughs> I hope, I'm, I'm very hopeful. Uh, that you don't share those stats publicly on your Facebook. Uh. Look, man, look, they say you can only be the best if you go against the best. It's true for chess. It's true for uh, uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. Hold on. Did you say it's through? It's through. It's true. <laughs> you are so excited. No, You're no, slurring no. words. Well, to be honest, I got my sex fit early. I'm wearing it now. Oh, my God. All the blood has gone out of All my right. head. All right. So... On that note, folks, <laughs> that's it for this episode. Uh, throw your headphones to the floor. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, at Culture Jacked. And if you like this episode and you want to hear more, more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> We're having a rough time oh tonight. Oh, my God. All right, let's do that one again. All right, guys, so that wraps up this episode. So make sure to throw your headphones to the floor. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Culture Jack, and that's for exclusive content that we throw up there in addition to the podcast. If you like this, make sure to share and subscribe and tune in next week. Culture Jack. Tech, games, movies, and more.